I V M. News Kids on the Block. We bring to you stories that top the nation's papers, fresh from the Ascend International School and IVM desk. Hi, I'm Kavya. I'm Anya, and I'm Trivey. And welcome to this episode of News Kids on the Block, where we give you all the top news updates of the week. So today we're going to start off with a bit of a heavier story. We usually start off with the lighter stories and then go on to the more heavy ones. But today we'll start off with a serious story, which takes place in the north of Africa in a country called Sudan. Basically, the Prime Minister of Sudan, Abdullah Hamdok, was only recently allowed to return to his home two days after he was seized by generals in the country who mounted a coup. And the army in Sudan is under a lot of pressure internationally to release the Prime Minister and the other leaders of the government that they have seized. The general behind this coup, whose name is Abdel Fattah Barhan, said that they may have to stand trial for inciting rebellion within the armed forces. And this has caused so much violence in the country. At least 10 people have been killed in this whole thing in the capital of Sudan, Khartoum. And there just have been a lot of protests and the roads are blocked. So this is really scary. And I hope that it's resolved and it's back to normal soon. Yeah, Kavya, definitely some scary scenes that we're seeing in Sudan. Um, In case you weren't aware with what's going on, there's been a Supreme Court case Um. And the Supreme Court made a ruling today and appointed a three-member committee to inquire into the alleged snooping controversy, according to the Times of India headline. But Pegasus essentially is this spyware that can be implanted onto phones, laptops, some devices, etc. And it's the scandal says that it compromised the privacy. It breached uh, the right of privacy of individuals and some administrations as well. And namely, these people who are be- whose privacy was being breached were journalists essentially people who could quote-unquote expose something and the government wasn't taking the right steps and so there was a supreme court case and today the supreme court didn't make a ruling but they definitely appointed a three-member committee in order to inquire onto it um the apex court's opening remark said and i'm quoting we live in the era of information and we must recognize that while technology is important it is important to safeguard the right to privacy every citizen of the country must be protected from violation of their right to privacy and pegasus's snooping allegation is chilling in its nature the court must find out the truth so it was mainly the whole point of the thing was because that breach, that violation of the right to privacy. Um, there hasn't been any specific denial by the center, according to the Times of India article. But, um, and I'm quoting from the article, they have no option to accept the submissions of the petitioner, Prima Fashi, and appoint an expert committee whose function will be overseen by the court. And so what this means is that this committee will ensure that that breach of privacy isn't being done specifically. Uh, The court also noted that there would be a serious concern of foreign agencies' involvement in surveilling Indians. So hopefully this committee will be able to put us back on the right track and that that right to privacy is so important. I mean, I don't think it's even a matter of like, oh, someone, some third-party government or some third-party something can read my text messages to Kavya. I don't think that's important. But for people like journalists, for people who work in spaces like the media and the government, the work that they do is so sensitive, not just to time, but to affecting people all around the country and even the world. And the fact that there exists a spyware that could give that information to the government or give that information to the party that 
the individual is investigating, that's incredibly scary and incredibly frightening. So I think this is yet another example of the Supreme Court doing its job effectively, ensuring that every branch of our government and our country is held accountable. So props to the Supreme Court. With that, we take a short break. Welcome back. You're listening to News Kids on the Block. I'm your co-co-co-host, Kavya. And I'm going to pass it on to Trivik for the next story, which is about Facebook. Our next story for you today is actually, it is a pretty exciting story. So the social media company that we all know and love, this is Facebook. This is the social media that... More like all our moms know and love. And all our moms use, and I'm assuming most of our viewers. Uh, so what Facebook are doing is that they're going to be undergoing a name change. So... In recent years, over the shocking, they're facing one of their biggest like scandals ever, essentially. And like, it's about how they've leaked apparently some internal documents. And it's like, this is the whistleblower thing. Yeah, they've basically been caught in a very big scandal. And what they, they think that now, the best way to get out of it is by changing their name legally or try to, you know, rebranding as such. And so, the trillion dollar com- valuation company is going to be, along with the social media platform of the same name, Facebook is going to be also owns Instagram, WhatsApp and other technology products like Oculus, which is like those, you know, Oculus Drift is that VR company. For those of you who don't know, I had one kind of cool. But basically what is going to happen is they're going to undergo a name change and basically try to get themselves out of that thing. So the beloved Facebook is going to be changing its name, everybody. How cool is that? Yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting. It's cool. It's also it's going to be weird because we've known Facebook as Facebook forever. So if they do change their name, it's going to take everyone a while to get used to it, I'm sure. If I can just kind of butt in here with a bit of a controversial opinion, if you will. Um, I think Facebook changing their name is just a way for them to get people to use their platform despite the fear that's being spread with all of this whistleblowing that's happening. But if we look at it into the core, I don't know if you guys read, but on 24th October, there was a New York Times article. Um, and the article talked about how this guy in Kerala, who was a researcher, he created a Facebook account, uh, sorry, an Instagram account. And in that account, he just followed what the algorithm said. And based on whatever the algorithm said, he found himself viewing highly nationalistic and violent content, you know, and this like, the article too also drew, drew parallels to what happened in Myanmar. And then with this whistleblowing that's happening with teenagers and girls having issues with social media, I think there is a deeper problem and changing the name might be great for Facebook. Maybe it, you know, maybe it does mean, maybe it symbolically means a new beginning for the company, but there are some serious issues when it comes to the way we digest media, the way we digest our content. And I personally, I'm still using like social media platforms, but I'm definitely a lot more wary about it because the misinformation is so unknown. Um, And I think that along with changing their name, if Facebook and any other social media company that's undergoing similar changes for that matter, could draw and outline a very, very specific set of guidelines of how we could potentially avoid these situations, that would be great. And that would be much needed, more than a name change even. Yeah, Anya, I totally agree. The next story we're going to move on to is uh, not a very happy story. And I'm sure many people in India, most people in India will be extremely disappointed. But 13 has proved to not be so unlucky for the Pakistan cricket team. Um, They have lost 12 World Cup matches in a row to India. And finally, on the 13th one, they have come out successful and they've won it. And then it wasn't like a small win. They won by 10 wickets. And 
their first two opening batsmen didn't get out the entire time. They both scored 50s. That's also the highest partnership they've had in a World Cup of the first wicket, you know. Yeah, and I think in general, Pakistan has always been a very... People have considered it to be a very weak team and always kind of disregarded it, the team in general. And I think this could really be a, a new beginning for them. I saw a lot of improvement in their... You know, I'm not saying that I'm happy they won. I really wanted India to win. But even when I was watching the game, I could definitely see a lot of improvement compared to the other years. And in fact, not only did they beat India, in the next game they played against New Zealand yesterday, they won that by five wickets as well. So I think we can, we're releasing a new um, era for Pakistan almost. Honestly, like while I was completely devastated and I wore like an India jersey the whole night and the next day and morning, Pakistan played phenomenally well and they definitely deserved everything they had coming. Their team just hasn't done anything in a really long time. So all of their like khunnas they're taking out on the field and they have nothing to lose. So they're completely fearless. I mean, their pace attack was just phenomenal. The whole match was just beautiful. It was great to see Pakistan play the way they did. What I think is the most unfortunate thing of the match was the way that even if we all unite, you know, for India in an India-Pakistan match, once that match is over, we don't. Uh, if I don't know if you read about the Mohammad Shami faced a lot of hate because they, like Kavya said, it was a one-wicket partnership the whole time, the first-wicket partnership. So they didn't lose any wickets, which means that our bowlers didn't take any wickets. Uh, and Mohammad Shami was at the subject, the you know, the crux of a lot of hate for like purposely bowling this way of fixing the match. And a lot of cricketers have come out in his support. Yeah, and I agree. They played really well. Uh, they put our batsmen under a lot of pressure. And I think, yeah, like I said, this is just a new beginning for them, I guess. With that, we shall take a short break and we will be right back on the IVM net. Welcome back to News Kids on the Block. I'm your co-co-co-host, Anya. And our next story for you today continues on with our little sports segment, which you just heard the first bit of, where we talk about the new IPL teams. So you might have heard that in BCCI's annual meeting last year, which was actually this year, um, they, they said that they would have two new teams added to the IPL. And they decided what those two teams are. So new teams are Lucknow and Ahmedabad, as I'm sure you've already um read the RPSG group and the CVC Capital Partners bid for them. Uh, and the money used was over 1.6 billion US dollars, which is a lot of money, guys. Like we could do a lot of things with that money. Um, so yes, more matches to look forward to. There'll be 75 matches. There'll be seven home and away games. Um, you know, a lot more just going on. There's, there are 10 IPL teams. I really want the Lucknow team to be named the Lucknow Nawabs. I just think that that's so cute. Like, adobes. And the Ahmedabad name, like, just think of something nice in Gujarati. Like, any, literally all Gujarati words work. Like, you can call them anything and it would work. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how the IPL plays out. I won't lie, when I was when I read about it, I was a little bit not taken aback or surprised. But I was definitely a little bit like, uh, because they spent so much money on these teams. Um, like I said, and I just feel like maybe part of that money... I'm sure that, you know, every uh, all these like big corporates do some small percent of like charity work and stuff. But that like $1.6 billion, we could do a lot of good with that money too. Um, so I'm just, I think let's just hope that the IPL puts a smile on a lot of other people's faces and that that's kind of worth the 
money they're paying for the teams. Trivik, you have some very exciting news. Um, the India-Pakistan match, like we said last episode, was on 24th October, which is a day of a lot of games, including a, a Madrid-Barcelona game where Madrid won. Trivik, aren't you proud of me for knowing these things? But there was also a Man U-Liverpool game in which Liverpool won because we like Liverpool. Guys, Trivik has converted me. I'm a Liverpool fan now. Um, and Liverpool like whooped Man U's butt, like really beat them up. I'll let Trivik talk about this now. So this weekend, Jurgen's Mighty Reds went to the Theatre of Dreams. Let's call it the Theatre of Nightmares. We put five past United at Old Trafford. Five goals. So that is the first time United have ever lost, have ever been 4-0 down at, at Old Trafford this week. And this was just an insane game because we are, United are our biggest rivals, right? And to go to their home, which is a, one of the, if not the most feared stadium in all of Europe over history, to go there to score five goals, to not concede any. And for the last 30 minutes, we were just passing the ball around and having a bit of fun. I think that was the most insane, most dominant performance I've seen, not just from us, but from any club in a long, long time. And I think you need to seriously watch out for Liverpool this year. We are we are killing it. And I think that is, that is the statement performance which has caught everyone's eye. I think Salah is on the form of his life. He's currently hitting messy numbers. I'm not going to exaggerate to make any of you angry, but he is playing superbly well. Uh, Nabi Keita is also coming coming good for us. Shame about the injury, but I think that the news we've got of that is positive. Uh, Trent and Robo class as always. We finally have Van Dyke back this season, who we were missing for most of last season. Kind of a bummer, but he's back and he's better than ever. Uh, we've got Matip, Konate, Gomez. We've got so much squad depth in the defensive and midfield positions. However, I think we still need some attackers before we can, you know, keep going for like these cup competitions and stuff. But overall, I think we've got a pretty solid shot at, at like a lot of silverware this year. I think this could be one of a, a historic season, not just for us, but for Salah as well, because the number he's putting up right now, he could top the assist charts, the scoring charts, just everything. And he's playing so well. So why not, you know? Anyway, that is all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of New Skids on the Block. Don't forget to tune in to us every Friday for our fresh take on the news from across the globe. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you next week. But still then, do share this episode with your folks. Stay safe. And don't forget to do your homework.